love, love, lust, lust, and battle soul. Right to all the lusties out there getting ready for the love lust and badass soul live show we see you we we love the support that we're getting it's your whole ceo hayes in the building uh with the illustrious the madam jones miss aj badass jones herself is going is in the building what's going on i need a i don't know like i i said like i feel like i need a a whip <laughs> host host johnson and hostess jones does that does that work host johnson hostess never uh, see now you now for the live show i i need you to come out in like a mistress outfit Oh, listen to me. What I've what I've decided on to wear to come out, yeah, it's gonna rival your sweatpants. That's all I'm oh, gonna say. <laughs> I, I, I like I like that. I like that. I like it's that. gonna rival the sweatpants. It's definitely gonna give you a run for your money. But I like the idea and the enthusiasm around it because um, some of the women that have been like uh, tweeting, they're saying that they're you know working on getting their 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 good body and good stance for the event and you know that kind of thing. But like people are talking about doing like grown and sexy and I like that idea like people I think people realize that this is not like a one definitely it's not a kids event because you know we don't cater towards like the 19 and under kind of crowd like it's the people already no no <laughs> we... I don't know why you're shaking your head what are you shaking your head for we're not we are the hosts of the grown and sexy that's why it's called love lust and badass soul we are the hosts of the grown and sexy what do you yes. mean I mean you're right we are um I, and I, I, you know, I think, I mean, we've we always know we've had a a, a nice um, a nice large listenership, but the the support since this live show has been announced has just been on another level. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's a little it, it's it's a little overwhelming, but in a really good way. Um, life, but you tangibly know them because you're connected to them are so supportive and, and pushing the event and like, not just, not just buying tickets to come to the event, but they're letting everybody that they know, know, and they're putting people on to, you know, LLBAS and, and to the live show that's happening and encouraging people to buy tickets. So it's, it's, yeah, that speaks volumes. It's, it's very touching. It's very touching. And I, and the thing that I didn't expect is the reverse effect. So of course you, you, you have a podcast, you do a live show, you know, you, you expect your, your base to show up to your live show, but it's, it's starting now where people are hearing about the live show. And so they're going to check out the podcast. So it's happening yeah. in reverse and it's really refreshing. It's just, it's just cool to see it. It's dope. It's dope. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get into the, uh, the fuckery for the week. <sighs> I really, this list. That somehow got compiled together has just been crazy. Um, um, but yeah, so this list, we're gonna get into this list. It's it's a, it's a wild list this week. So listener question is: I have a friend who always seems to be asking for money on her Instagram and says things like, "Women need to be paid for spending time with these broke niggas." Yes, she doesn't work, isn't in school, and lives in her parents' basement. She wants all the things she can't even do or give herself. I want to talk to her about it because it seems now daily she's begging for money and tries to pass it off as jokes. I feel like someone will send her money in exchange for giving them something for the money if you catch my drift. 
Should I talk to her about it or leave her alone because she's a big girl? And is it trifling to only date men who can only do something for you financially? I feel like we've kind of breached breached yeah. on the subject close to this before, but uh, the specifics of this email, woo, child. AJ, I'm going to let you have this <laughs> So we've definitely talked before about women dating men for financial gain. Um, and that seems to be something that's becoming more and more prevalent. I'm not entirely sure why it is. It's like, you know, you have a, a group of women who believe that if he's going to spend time with me or if I'm going to spend time with him, he has to pay for it. You know, if we're going to go out before we go out, he needs to send me my, some money so I can get my nails done, so I can get my hair done. Whatever foolishness, not to even know. Them kind of broke bitches, those are some bum bitches, plain and simple. You know what I mean? I just don't understand why you feel like any man has to come in your life to financially supplement your life and give you shit that you can't even give yourself. If you can't afford to buy yourself a $2 bag of chips, why is it that some man should come into your life, pay a cell phone bill, pay a cable bill, buy your clothes, pay for your nails, pay for your hair, and buy your bag of chips, and the only thing you're giving him is pussy? I'm sure every woman thinks their pussy is valuable, but really? And then and then she'll turn around and say, oh, I'm not prostituting. Oh, I'm not selling my pussy. That's just how it is. If a man wants to spend time, nah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. You know, it's like there's no balance in value. You know, a man's time is just as valuable as a woman's time unless he's a bum as well. You understand me? You know? We need to get out of this mindset of treating our kings like cash cows and treating our kings like banks and not respecting and appreciating the time and effort and energy that they're also putting into spending with us. Like, it's just insane to me. And I don't understand it. Personally, I wouldn't say anything to her let her do whatever it is that she's going to do, because at some point she's going to buck somebody that's going to embarrass her and tell her about herself and that she's worthless and useless and needs to go get an education and needs to come out of her parents' basement and needs to go look work. You know, it's not for you to do to do that. I, me personally, I would just like let it go because it's not your, your personal headache. Um, do I personally think that that individual is trifling or women with that mindset are trifling? I absolutely do. They're just as bad as as men who feel like every time they go out, you know, the woman should come pick them up. The woman should spend money on them or, you know, I need to borrow her car or can I borrow $50? And he doesn't work anywhere. He's an aspiring rapper. That's what he's working on, dropping his next, what do you call it? Mixtape. Mixtape. Yeah, First of all, let me let me just piggyback <laughs> off that. Everyone, if you are supporting a man who is 30 plus and they're still trying to get their mixtape off the ground, just no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's, that, that is a wasted yeah. investment. Um, But to get back on this, um, this email, it's absolutely is trifling. Um, I think that this is this is this is my mindset on it is that people have these expectations of men just to date them. And my thing is. Who are you to have any expectation with someone who hasn't like they're just getting to know you? I ain't, like they don't have they don't have to do shit for you. You're in the getting to know you phase. They're trying to get to know you. You're trying to get to know them. They don't even and, and I think people get caught off guard by me. How blunt I'm about to say this. But the thing is, is that when you first meet someone and you, even if it, you're three months into really knowing them. You have no right to feel like you should come any place in their life because they're still getting to know you. You don't have any right to their time. You don't have any right to have any expectations. You don't have any right to sit there and say anything like, oh, well, you should be doing this to me to, for me to pursue me. No, fuck that. The whole point of pursuit is to know if I want to rock with you. Now, if we're in a committed relationship, okay, that opens the door for maybe more of those expectations. Even then, it could be questionable just depending on where you guys are with your lives. But to have that expectation, especially if you can't do for yourself, you're barely surviving. 
at all. Like you live in your parents' basement, you don't work. You have no right to have any funny fucking expectations at all. If I if if a man was to invite you out and ask you to split a Vienna sausage, you should be thankful for that shit. Ah, uh, this is why I love you. <laughs> really? A whole Vienna sausage. You know those are about like that big, right? Hey. I mean, I'm just saying if 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 you don't have no job and you live in your parents' basement, you should you you that should feel like a fucking steak dinner to you cuz right I don't understand okay. I don't okay, me personally, everyone knows my story at this point. I moved out of my parents' house when I was nineteen. I, I I don't expect everyone to be like that. But at the same time, if you do live with your parents, it should only be that they're giving you a place to stay, not that they're supporting you living. I don't care like if you're grown, man or woman. Everyone well not everyone, but you can wind up in a situation to where you have to stay with your parents. I'm not gonna judge you for that because I don't know your life. But at the same time, if you do, if your parents are gracious enough or, or have the ability to give you a place to lay your head, they shouldn't have any, they should not be taking care of anything else for you at that point. They really don't have to give you a place to live. Um, so if you can't even do that, you have no right to have any expectations for shit. Take that Vienna sausage and be happy. It's funny that you're saying that uh, there was... Um a story that went viral, I think it was like six months, maybe a year ago, where this guy sued his parents because they wanted to kick him out. Oh, so he had lived on that? his own. Yeah, moved back home. And then they said, okay, well, you've been here for a year and a half. You got to go. And he was like, no, I'm not moving. And legitimately tried to take his parents to court to not move out of their house. And this is a man that wasn't paying rent, wasn't contri- contributing any way shape or form like i feel like those kind of people they're just leeches and then furthermore to expect that someone do for you and you don't have two cents to, but you know what these those are the same women where if you take them to it's because we don't have applebee's here is it applebee's 22 for 20 two yeah, can two dine for, for 20 what that menu there? right those are the same girls that if you say come let's go to applebee's and do the, the two can dine for 20 dollars, they're going to complain and say that that's not a real meal but you're in your parents house eating peanut butter and bread because you don't work nowhere don't act crazy don't act crazy <laughs> Like seriously. Oh man, we're the wrong and people to answer questions like this because we have no sympathy. We have no, no sympathy. That, for and that whole begging for money online—it's just so dis—it's distasteful and so unattractive. It really is. Like I don't know. I just—it's one thing if it's like your birthday and you're like, ha ha ha, send me five dollars or whatever. But like every day to be saying, oh my cash app is in my bio, my cash app is in my bio, my cash app is in my bio. Nah, bitch, <laughs> you need to go look at work. There are plenty of jobs out there. You need to go look work. I say every time, like it. Never mind. I was about to say something that may get me fired. I'm good. I'm, I'm not. We're on a good roll. Anything left on this? You ready to get into the next question? Yeah, we can move on. All right, next question. AJ, I know because you're saving long ones for me. I know already. Oh yeah, you already know. You like the long ones, so that's what I do. For oh, you. I do. I like the long ones. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> you took it there. I ran with it. Leave me alone. What? <laughs> wow. AJ and CJ, can you give us your take on what it means to love someone the way you want versus the way they want and which works better for relationships? This is a honestly pretty simple question in my opinion. I think that when you say which one works better, you should be loving the person the way that they want the way that means something meaningful to them and vice versa. It should be a symbiotic thing. I think so much we people get caught up in, Oh, well, this is what, this is what like, like the whole love language thing. Like people will say, well, this is my love language. And that would be their first thing to sit there and say, well, you know, I, I like affection. So let me be affectionate. That's how I'll show my love. Not everyone receives love that way. Not everyone wants that. That's not 
a thing that everyone will look at and say, oh, this is a reflection of how much they love me. So you always want to try to love the person you're with the way that they want to be loved and also explain to them and verbalize them to them what's important to you in the way that you're loved. I think that that's going to that's going to breed the most uh, mutually beneficial and thriving relationship, in my opinion. Um, And then as far as like what it means, like um, what it means to love someone the way that they want, it means to learn them, learn what matters to them, learn what makes them tick, learn what makes them smile because like for some people for example some women you can send you can send flowers or whatever and it may mean something to them they may appreciate it but that may not it may not resonate with them the same way it would someone else and that's why you have to learn some people don't send them flowers just send them fucking chocolate and they'll think that you're just madly in love with them and appreciate you so much you have to know and that's that's the the thing that's important about getting to know the person you're worth for them rather than sticking to stereotypes rather than doing what worked for somebody else rather than whatever you have to learn what matters to them because like for aj for example i wouldn't send her any flowers i wouldn't what would you send me (laughs) <laughs> some leashy uh, um, wait there wait there hold on hold on hold on hold on is this a pg answer yeah a pg answer i would send you honestly a really good perfect ripe fruit basket oh uh, yeah with some like lychee in it and stuff oh my god yeah excitement absolute excitement yeah definitely see you know you know one of my love languages you <laughs> pay attention to how to love me up it's nice see and for you i would send you a basket of baked goods. I can't bake myself, but I would have to commission someone who is like their hands are nice to bake you some real good baked goods and send them to you because I know that that's your thing. Yeah, and like me, I I almost I you know like some people go crazy for nudes. I I I've seen my woman naked so much I wouldn't feet. even care. Just send me the feet. That's it. <laughs> um. So I w- I was thinking about it while you were while you were giving your take on it and. So something occurred to me. So you have, um, okay, so if we're kind of staying on the loving people the way that they want to be loved, right? You have um, you have a group of people who, for them, showing love and appreciation is giving them gifts, okay? Um, the, 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 hmm. the dangerous part sometimes I find in loving someone, focusing on loving the person just the way that they want to be loved instead of, you know, I feel like it should be like a meeting of the minds and a meeting of the heart because you have people who, when, you know, thinking about the way that they want to be loved, they'll take it to the extreme. And when I say that, I'll give you an example. So there was a video that I watched where this guy had bought his girlfriend a car and you must've seen this. And it was, it was a, a little SUV, really, really cute car um, in great condition. I think he had paid maybe six or seven, maybe eight grand for the car. And she went off. Not in a happy, good way. Not in a, oh my gosh, baby, thank you so much. I don't have to take the bus anymore way. She looked at him and told him she doesn't want it because it's not fancy enough. That's not the car that she wants. And he's like, but I spent all my money on, she's like, well, I don't want it. Take it back. Get your money back. Exchange it for something else. I didn't ask you for this one. This is not the one that I told you that I wanted. So he clearly paid attention to a manner in which she liked to be loved, but she was an asshole about it, you know? So it's like, I feel like there has to be, there should be a a conversation, um, an emotionally intelligent conversation about what people's needs are, about what people's expectations are, not just only the way that they want to be loved, but those things as well, because you have people who have 
grandiose expectations, you know, when it comes to the way in which they want to be loved. Because you have some people, you know, let, let's say women, you have some women who are emotionally very needy. You know, they don't want you to go hang out with your boys on the weekend. They don't want you to, you know, do extracurricular things. They want that all your free time should be spent with them in the relationship, building and nurturing the relationship. That might not work for you. That might be stifling for you. You know what I mean? You may be okay with spending time with her because, you know, you understand that you have to emotionally tend to her, but spending all your free time with her is not a way that works for you. You know, you need a little bit of space. You need to be able to spend time by yourself and regroup, spend time with other people that you love and regroup. And that might piss her off and make her mad. Right. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, there's, there's a line somewhere in between that creates a healthy balance with the way that you love the person based on what you know, as being love and the way that the person wants to receive love. I feel like if you try try too hard, too hard to love the person the way that they want to love, be loved, sorry, it'll backfire because you're solely giving into what their needs are. And I find, I have found that that never goes well, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like there has to be a negotiable balance between the two. Makes sense. I always, I always say to people, love the person the way that you would want to be loved and treat them the way that you would want to be treated. If you know that something feels shitty, don't do it to that person. You know, if you know that that's not something that you would like to have done to you, don't do it to the person. If you know that's something that you would like, and you know that that's something that would make you smile, try and see if it would work with that person, but ultimately don't expect that it's going to make them happy as well. Some of that is trial and error, you know, and a lot of it, like we preach all the time, a lot of it is just conversation. It, 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 I know we say it a lot. I know we drill it at home a lot, but it really, and most, a lot of relationship problems will go away if people just learn to fucking talk to each other. Yes. It's really but not, it's, go ahead. But listen. not talk to that. Yeah. Listen. listen, yes. Yeah. And I think that we as humans, not me and you specifically, but just as a race of people, um, make it so difficult because we don't know how to effectively communicate. People know how to talk at people. People know how, and some people know how to listen, but don't know how to communicate either. Like it's so many different barriers that are going on to where just sit down, have a conversation and be honest. Like when I can't stress enough, when you're with someone, you're in a committed relationship. Sometimes, yes, you, you don't do anything that's purposely to hurt someone's feelings, but sometimes you have to learn to take the gloves off in a loving way, just to be honest with what's going to help your relationship. And some people get so afraid to do that. Well, I don't want them to leave me. I don't want them to do this. If it's something in you that's not making that you're not happy about and you're just following it away under the case of you don't want them to leave you, the relationship is doomed anyway. You have to be honest. Can I tell you something that happened to me recently? So God, I'm scared. No, it's it's actually, a, it's a good story. So there's somebody that I've been talking to and he and I, it was the first difficult moment that we had uh, in terms of communication. And so I started to say to him, you know, like part of a relationship working really well is being able to effectively communicate with the person, but not just communicate, also listen. He stopped me. And you know what he said to me? He said, don't podcast me. I said, oh, wow. pardon me? He's like, yeah, he said, don't podcast me. You sound like you're talking to your listeners on your podcast. And I was like, CJ, as he said that to me, you know what I did? I just stopped talking. I, I, I literally said to him, okay, cool, no problem. And I just stopped talking altogether. And then he's like, oh, so what, you're not going to talk? No, I said, listen to me. What I started to say is me. It's not about being on the podcast, but if I didn't have the podcast, this is the conversation that I would have with anybody that I'm trying to get to know and developing a relationship with. It has. I'm not doing it for the listeners. There's no hidden camera. There's no like secret mic or whatever the case may be. This isn't something that's being recorded. This is how I live. 
this is my truth. This is me. But the simple fact that you said to me, don't podcast me. Yeah, I'm done. I don't have anything else to say after that. Oh, so it's going to be like that. Yeah, pretty much. That's the way it's going to be. Because that told me that you don't care to listen to what I have to say. And that that shut down the relationship one time. And I think people I think I don't know what other podcasts do. I don't know what they do for entertainment value versus what the real feelings are. But that's one thing that does separate this podcast. All jokes aside, we joke. We have fun. I'm an asshole sometimes. Um, but what we the, the conversations that we have here are conversations that honestly we would be having if this wasn't around. We just decided to record it and let you guys in on what we talked about. Me and AJ would have these exact same conversations if it wasn't for an audience, a podcast, anything. Like I said, I don't know what these other podcasts do. But I know what we do here, and I hate when people try to act as if, oh, you're doing that for the audience. You're doing that to play up. No, none of that here. So, no. This is us. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we are. If you've ever interacted with us in real life, and that's probably like only on one occasion that's happened, this is just how we are. Yeah. Well, let's get into the next question. This one just starts off concerning the first line in this. <laughs> I think I'm in an unhealthy relationship, but I'm not sure if I'm just overreacting or not, can you please tell me what are some signs of t- of a toxic or unhealthy relationship? Well, if you feel like it may be unhealthy, that's a sign. <laughs> not saying 100% that it is. That's a sign that something is, is quite wrong there. Um, as far as other uh, type of uh, toxicity in, in a relationship, um, if you feel like you have to limit you, um, if you feel unheard, uncared about, uh, of course, you know, the things that are any type of physical abuse or anything that that goes without saying but if you're in a toxic relationship if you are suffocating in any sense or form and you feel like it's taking energy and time away from you being able to be a person people get so caught up in these relationships that they forget that you still have to be a fully functioning individual outside of it to be able to add into it. a relationship as much as, it, as it's two people coming and doing something together and making something beautiful you still have to remain your own person I would say if you don't feel like that, then you're definitely in a toxic situation. What about you, AJ? Um, I think if you definitely the first part, I agree. If that's even questionable in your mind. Yeah, it could likely be that you're in a toxic relationship. Um, I feel like if you're fighting and jockeying for someone's time all the time, that's an unhealthy. That's an, that for me is a sign of an unhealthy relationship, because in a healthy relationship, people are supposed to make time for one another. And we've discussed before, you know, people work, they've got children, their, you know, extracurricular activities are all kinds of different things that go on, but you still have to make time for your relationship, whether it's, you know, a five minute call to say, Hey, I love you. I miss you. I was thinking about you. I hope you had a good day. What's going on. But, you know, making a concerned effort to check in with the person is, is it's important to developing a healthy relationship. And if you go for days at a time without talking to the person that you're in the relationship with, that's a problem. Um, if you ask them simple questions and they get aggressive or their answers and their responses are aggressive, like, you know, hey, how was your day? You know, um, what did you do today? Oh, why are you asking me that? You know what? You don't think I went to work. I only went to work. Like, why are you asking me that? Like when their responses are like that or they're, you know, aggressive in nature, um, that's a sign for me of something unhealthy and something underlying. Um, you know, definitely if you if you're not feeling loved and you have to also check that as well, because, again, you have people who are emotionally needy and feel like the person should be spending every five seconds that they have. Like, you know, be realistic in in, in what that means. Right. If you, if you genuinely feel like the person is not giving you 
any sort of love, that's different than the person, you know, needing to spend every five seconds that they have available with you. Like, I want to be able to go take a shit in peace and not have to call you, you know, them kind of things. Um, definitely physical abuse, definitely verbal abuse, definitely mental um, and emotional abuse, anything, any behavior that's considered controlling, like, no, you can't wear that. Where are you going? Why are you always going out with your friends? I prefer if you stay home than go out with your friends. Um, you know, and uh, um, yeah, I, I think that those are, if they're, for me, another one is that they're always commenting on other women, like the man you're with or the woman that you're with is always commenting on somebody else. Oh, you know, such and such, but they never pay you a compliment. Let's balance it that way. You know, um, they're always looking at somebody else or they're, it always seems like they're looking for the next best thing or they're comparing you to somebody else or insisting or suggesting that, you know, maybe you should act like this person or maybe you should dress like this person or, you know, why don't you switch up your look to look like this person? Um, those are toxic behaviors as well. But outside of that, um, for me, a really big thing that we never really talk about are is people checking their own toxicity. We always yes. talk about what other yeah, what other people are doing that's toxic behavior in the relationship, but people may not be aware of their own toxicity. Um, and it's those things like being overly needy, not being able to effectively communicate or feeling like the person should just be able to read your mind or, you know, wanting to know where they are every single second of the day. Look, if I told you I'm at work from nine to five and I'm not able to talk to you because I'm in a meeting, don't automatically jump the gun and assume that I've sculled out from work, sorry, dipped out or called out from work for the day and I'm beating up some next month's pussy. I'm in a meeting. <laughs> with the CEO of the company. That's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Those those kind of toxic behaviors, like people don't check their own toxicity at the door. Yeah, and that's that that is a very good point. People are so focused on what someone else does sometimes that they don't realize that e that they may be being toxic. Um, you made a great point. Like if you feel like you always have to be with someone, let, 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 let's make sure there's a difference between wanting. I think it's important to to realize it's okay to want to spend all your time with the person you're with, but you have to realize it's just not possible and you have, and, and it can't be a problem that it's just not possible. Um, that, and then like accusations, um, like if, if you have to be insecure about everything and you question everything, like if you're like, Oh, why'd you, why'd it take you five minutes to text me back? You said you were laying down. Yeah, I'm laying down. That doesn't mean I'm laying down, looking at my phone, waiting to text you back. What the fuck? Um, right. It's little things like that um, that I think definitely add into a toxic relationship that you guys need to watch out for that you're doing as well as the other person. <laughs> but definitely check yourself too. check your own because everyone let's let's be clear. Everyone has some type of toxic behavior. Some people are yes. better at managing it. Some people are great at realizing, OK, this is a problem that I have. So I'm going to try to do my best to to rein it in and not let it affect my relationship. But they still have it. Like, don't don't make make no mistakes about it. Everyone has something toxic in their personality. If someone tells you that they don't, they're probably way more toxic than most realize. So I just wanted to uh, point in another one that just came to me. People who create smoke where there's no fires. So, CJ, you and I are in a relationship. We're dating. You know, um, you're feeling very emotionally needy. And, you know, um, I tell you, like, it's Friday night, I'm going out with the girls after work to happy hour to go get a couple of drinks. You know, you don't want that to happen because you want me to come be with you. You want me to spend all my free time with you. So while I'm out with the girls at happy hour, I get a call from you and you're like, babe, I'm sick. I'm throwing up. I ate something wrong. I need you to come and take care of me. So, of course, you know, I start to panic because I think that something's happened to you. I tell my girls, I got to go. CJ needs me. Something's wrong with him. I get to your house and, you know, you've got a candlelit dinner waiting. 
And I'm like, what's wrong? Do you need anything? What do you need from the drugstore? And you're like, nothing's wrong. I just want you to come home so we could have dinner. That kind of shit, that type of controlling behavior or those type of scenarios. Like you have people that legit do that shit to control where their partner is and to control those kind of situations. And then they'll try to be coy and cute and do things like, like I said, you know, plant a candle at dinner and be like, oh, I just want you to come home. I just want to be with you. Look, I cooked dinner for us so we can sit down and be together. Nah, that shit's not cute and it's not cool and it's childish and it's very toxic. That's that's some psycho shit. You need to be worried about if you're going to wind up strapped to somebody's bed at that point. That's a whole different level. Um, wow. What kind of trapping you're talking about? But <laughs> well, well, I, <laughs> well, I think we answered that one pretty well. Let's move on to the next one. Um, this one, dick or pussy therapy. People who fuck, who fuck <laughs> instead of face their issues. You have a man or woman in your life, and every time you bring something up they have an issue with or some problematic behavior, you want to talk to them about it, like gambling, instead of paying bills. They try to avoid the discussion by steering the conversation to sucking your dick or eating your pussy. Hey. I know for some people, like my, my friend uh, Jackson from Sex with Strangers, if you sucked his dick, <laughs> he doesn't even worry. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's over. You, you, you burnt his car, suck his dick, he'll be all right. Yeah, that's just... Oh, boy. Um... I know I've shared this story before. A friend of mine who every time he had an issue with his girl, um, every time like when he would come home, she'd be dressed in lingerie. Dinner would be cooked. You know, her hair was up in a ponytail the way that he liked. And he knew when he saw that ponytail, he was going to get some good head. <laughs> and, you know, whenever he wanted, like he would call her and say, like, babe, we need to talk. You know, are you going to be home this evening or do you have anything to do? Like, can he set aside time? And he said, like, every without fail, every time he wanted to have a, a heavy discussion with her. That's what he came home to. And I said to him, like, but you recognize it. You know it. Like, yeah, the dick sucking's good. Yeah, she's cooked and that's good. Yeah, you know you're going to get some get fire that. pussy. I don't get but that. But it's not. Because, I, I mean, I suck my dick and let's let's have sex. But afterwards, I'm still going to want to talk to you. Like, that didn't stop nothing. But you have people who figure that, okay, well, I can just gloss over the situation or gloss over what the issue is. Or, or you know, they can say sorry by doing doing the things or, or, you know, doing the things that make you happy or, you know what I mean? It's like, if you say to her, like, she's, you know, whatever it is, like, I'd like if you did this more when you're at home, you know, whatever the case may be, she doesn't want to have the bigger conversation with you because that means that she's going to have to change her behavior. What she figures she'll do is just appease you and sweep it under the rug and let it pile up with all the other shit that's been swept under the rug. And then you never really get around to having the conversation. The bad thing that happens is, at some point, those sweepings under the rug become a huge mound and somebody's going to trip over it. And then there's going to be a big blowout and all the shit that you should have talked about is going to come to the forefront. And that risks damaging, sometimes irreparably, your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes back to what we said before. You got to know how to have a conversation. Um, but yeah, it, it's that's a that's a dirty tactic um but it's not one that's ever gonna work like what i mean seriously when you think about it what what are you really doing what are you just pushing off the inevitable okay so you so you gave them some head you gave them some some dick or some pussy what are you really doing the problem isn't gonna go away by that um yeah i mean that's it's like people putting a blanket over their head they figure if they can't see you then you can't see them but i think too like in even thinking about this you know you have people who will go out and fuck instead of facing their problems you know what i mean so it's like 
they're in a relationship, you know, things are not going well for whatever the reasons are. Instead of tackling the issues and dealing with the communication, they'll just break up with the person and move on to the next one, you know, and get going in some into something else. And it's like that problem is going to follow you because that problem is your problem and you're the common denominator. You know, that's not going to change no matter how many relationships you get into, no matter how many times you feel like you can fucking cover it up. It's not going to go away. If it's if it's something that's in you, that is something that you need to deal with that you're not dealing with. It's not going to disappear no matter how many dicks you suck, no matter how many men you fuck. If, it, if it's, you know, the other way around, if it's guys, no matter how many pom pom you jump in, up, that problem is still going to be there. It's not going to change. That is a fact. So, I mean, yeah, AJ said it. That's it. Let's leave that one. That's it. <laughs> um, the next one. This was all you. Okay. So it says, um, good evening or good night, Mr. Hayes. So this is happening to me right now. Probably should have emailed, but um, like, I got to be quick because I should be doing my hair, but I digress. <laughs> so I am single now, which I'm really happy about. The relationship ended on a good mutual terms. And now I'm just chilling, minding my business, flirting and talking to people, the usual. And there's a guy that I ended up talking to for a while, ended up cutting all contact with for like a month and then reconnecting with him just now. He was upset. I played it off and was kind of cute and flirty and, oh, sorry, teehee, about it, and he went with it. He then says, you mind, though, IDC, which I'm guessing is I don't care. Any nigga in Texas, he lives in New Jersey, talking to you right now better step back. Basically, long story short, I flirted and it went too far, and now he's claiming to be in love with me and obsessed with me and that I'm his girlfriend. I never consented or said we were together, I don't know how I'm going to handle this yet, but I genuinely want to know if this has ever happened to you or AJ before, because I feel like this is an only me situation. Thanks and much love to you, AJ, and the podcast. So my question is, and I don't know that we'll get an answer, and I'm hoping that we'll get an answer. If you never consented and said that we were to, you, you were together, did you ever tell him that you actually weren't together? Like, was there ever, like when he said to you, you're mine, I don't care. Why did you not say, no, I'm not? <laughs> like in that exact moment when he was trying to claim you and you didn't want to be claimed, you should have piped up and said, you know, this is this is just what we were talking about. You know, you like I said, you have people who get into these situations and don't say what the intention is or say what it is that they mean behind it. If you knew that you didn't want to be this guy's girl and he said it to you, he said it directly. He didn't beat around the bush and he wasn't dancing and hiding. He said it to you directly. In that exact moment, you had that 3.5 second window to say, nah, nigga, <laughs> we can be friends. I flirted with you. I like you. You're cool. But, you know, we're not together. So now you have to work backwards. And it's something that you now have to tackle head on because you're going to find yourself six months down the road in a serious relationship with this guy that you're not actually in a serious relationship with because you didn't consent to be with him. But in his mind, you're his gal. You're his woman. Yeah, his baby mother. Yeah, Is that a no you don't understand? Me? Listen, there's no possible way that you can be bullied into a relationship. Like, we, we oh, got to stop. Tell the motherfucker no. And, <laughs> like, the thing is, is don't let anyone, seriously, don't let anyone try to back you into a corner and basically punk you into being in a relationship. I don't give a damn if they did say, no, nah, you're mine. Um, unless they're locking you in the dungeon. They have no ability to say that. You still got to live your life. So, no. I don't give a damn if they a Texas nigga, a St. Louis nigga, a California nigga, Jesus. Like, no one has the ability to just... <laughs> You're so stupid. 
<laughs> to just bully you into a relationship. CJ said he don't care if Jesus says you're my bride. <laughs> nah, nigga. Nah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you know what? It's that same sort of thing. It's like, you know, you, you have a girl and you know, you guys agree to having casual sex or it's going to be whatever as you're getting to know each other. You haven't claimed her up, but she's giving you pussy enough that now she feels like she's your girl. And so she gets vexed when you say things to her, like, I'm going on a date with whoever. The person, that, oh, how are you going on a date when me and you were together? But it happens, right? It happens, not just with girls, but it happens with guys as well. Like, I've been in situations with guys where I know that it's just sex. We've had that conversation that it's just sex. But now you're in your feelings and trying to act like you're my man. Nah, boss. Like, there's nothing yeah, wrong with just allowing someone to be in their feelings. If they want to get in their feelings, I'd be like, all right, well, um, you, we can either cut off communication or I'm about to go on this date. I can talk to you later. I may call you when I need my pussy eight. Like, I don't, I don't know what the confusion yeah. is. Like, like, don't let people be emotional terrorists. Don't let people be Wait, like. But in, this, but in this situation in particular, you live in Texas. She lives in New Jersey. How are you letting a man who lives how much a hundred or thousands of miles away from you control a situation that you're not in with him? Like, how are you even, girl, how are you even worried about it? And y'all don't live in the same city. This man don't, he's not coming to where you are. He's not coming for you. You live in Texas, in living on New Jersey, New Jersey. That's like what? A six hour flight at the very least. How are you allowing this man to corral you into a relationship when you only live in a different place and you didn't say yes, somebody tell me, please, where does that happen? Where, where does that happen? Like I said, and then in that case, you know what you should do just so we can get some actual advice. This is what you should do. Don't respond to the text for a week just to put them in their place. Yes. You got to flex from time to time. But even bigger than that, if you don't want to be in a relationship with him, why are you continuing to talk to him? Like if you're if you're just casually flirting with him, but this isn't something that you intend on taking seriously or moving to the next level in any way, shape, or form, you know that you don't want to be with him. Why are you even concerned? Lock that shit off. What are you keeping up communication with him? See, and that's when that's when people are idle. And that's when people 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 create situations for themselves unnecessarily. Don't be idle. I'm I'm trying to pronounce it the correct way instead of idle like yadi people do, because there's a G when there shouldn't be, it should be a D. Don't be idle. If you know you're not into nothing with this guy and it's just idle conversation with him and it's not that serious and you don't have any desire or intention to be with him, cut that off. You're wasting his time and you're wasting your own time. You know, we need to stop doing that in 2019 going forward. We need to stop stringing people along for entertainment. It's a bad habit that a lot of people have. And I'm not even chastising you in itself because I know that I've done that. It's like you're bored. And so you keep these people around for entertainment and conversation. But honestly, it's unfair to the person and it wastes their time and wastes yours. Stop stringing people along for entertainment. Don't do it. It's unfair. Well, there there you go. That's it. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, quick question hi aj hi cj what are your suggestions for decluttering and uncomplicating a relationship i feel a lot of times as humans we make relationships harder than they need to be that's a good question i like that question okay so mr cj how do you declutter and uncomplicate a relationship because people do make things unnecessarily complicated sometimes you know you're not answering um i mean i because i struggle with stuff like this because you know me, my I'm I'm really straightforward. Like to me, it's like get the clutter the fuck out. Like I, I don't I don't understand what the what's difficult about um, decluttering and uncomplicating a relationship. It's part of knowing what you want and being honest with it. 
That's all I feel. I feel like, yes, as it says in there, as humans, we make the relationships harder than they need to be. That's 100% absolute fact. How do we make it? How do we undo that? It's just by being honest with what you want. Take This is why it's important to take time out and be honest with what you want. If you do that and you truly go into a relationship knowing what your likes, dislikes, what you're willing to deal with, not deal with, untolerate, whatever, it doesn't really leave any room for clutter because you take people go and they move from relationship to relationship to relationship and they don't really learn shit about themselves. They just blame it on their ex. Well, they didn't want to do this. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do this. No, they're still even if unless unless you did everything perfect and you're the person you were with, your ex relationship was just cheating on you and dogging you the fuck out. I guarantee you there is something you can learn to take about take away from every relationship, no matter what was in it and learn something and process it. And then that should not be a hurdle in the next one, or at least you'd be better equipped to deal with it. People don't do that. They go through all these fucking relationships and they don't learn a single thing from it. That's what makes it cluttered. Take some time out and really process what you want, what you've been through and where you may have went wrong. And that's why I always say like when people first get together and they start talking, they're like, but what, what happened with you and your ex? And they go on a list of shit about that the ex did. Stop doing that shit. The person who's getting with you doesn't care about what the fuck your ex did. They want to know what you did or what you're, you've learned from your relationship. Stop focusing so much on the other person. Focus on you. That's that's my Absolutely. That is a word. Um, I think another thing that I would suggest is um, have a meeting of the minds. And when I say that, I mean, you know, if there are issues that you are feeling are taking place in your relationship, make a list of those issues and ask the person that you're with to make an, a list of their own of issues that they are facing or hurdles that they feel they're facing in the relationship and have a, and like CJ said, have an honest sit down conversation um, about that. You know, there's a lot of value in being reflective and in being introspective and being emotionally aware of what your own stuff is and how that relates to um, the relationship or the situation that you're currently in. Definitely try to deal with your baggage from past relationships. Definitely try to pay attention to, you know, the faults and failings. If you're finding that there's a common thread in why your relationships fail, you may need to consider that you're the common denominator, you know, and it's not necessarily something that you have to beat yourself up about, but it's definitely something that you need to pay attention to and work on, you know, um, don't be scared of feedback. Like don't feel attacked. If the person says to, you know, I really didn't like when you did this, or I have a, an ongoing issue with this because you do it regularly and you may not be aware you truthfully, truthfully may not be aware of a particular behavior, but if someone addresses it with you, especially if more than one person has addressed it with you, you it's something that you need to pay attention to you can't just continue to pass it off as oh well that's just how i am and you know you'll have to deal with it no the fuck they don't that's why people keep walking away from you to show you that no they don't have to deal with it some may stay longer than others you know what i mean because they they love you and they want to give you a chance and they want to help you work through it but at the end of the day no one is obligated to stay and put up with anybody's bullshit no one is obligated to stay and be treated poorly because you refuse to do anything about your behaviors no one has to stay with you because oh well that's just the way that you are that's not the, that's not the real world. And that's not how life works. We don't even raise our children like that. You know, if our children have behaviors that are, are not conducive to us having a, a healthy parent child relationship, we help them learn how to correct those behaviors. Or even if it's something they say to us, like, you know, daddy, I don't like when you yell at me, we have to take that into consideration and maybe tone down the way that we speak to our kids in order for that message, whatever it is being delivered to them for it to come across effectively. You know, it's the same thing with any relationship in, in a grown and adult relationship. You have to be, 
you have to be mindful of what your own things are and the clutter that you're putting into the relationship in order to be able to tackle it. Think of it like when you're cleaning the house, you know, you could start strategically with like the smaller things that are issues in the relationship and then build up to the bigger things, but don't avoid the bigger things because you've tackled the smaller things. Get everything out of the way and and, and make a concerned effort to have those conversations and make a concerned effort to remove those, again, those toxic traits and those toxic behaviors. And that's how you declutter you know, a relationship and, and make things less complicated. Boom goes the dynamite. Bitches. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> you just had to fuck up everything for everybody. Why? Why? <laughs> oh, man. God. I've been too real. Do you have anything else to add? On? No, I got nothing else to yeah. add. I think, I think we hit that one pretty good and hard. <laughs> There's just all kind of puns going on in this, in this particular episode, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the Vienna sausage, we're hitting it long and hard or hard and what did you say, hard and deep? Or am I just hearing that? That's not what you actually said. That's you not said what something. yeah, see you're you're okay. Woo, <laughs> 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 child, it's been a long time. Please, I'm hearing all kinds of things that aren't aren't even being said. You see, this is what I'm saying, conjuring up things that aren't aren't really there, creating smoke where there's no fire. Um, anyway, we have our, our last, um, our last thing that we're going to talk about for the day. It's an email that was sent to, to, uh, to me, but you know, we're going to cover it. Um, so it says, hi, AJ, just call me a concerned friend. <clears throat> so I have a friend that has been married for almost 20 years and 90% of that time he's been sexually unsatisfied. A little backstory. He married very young to a woman that he had never, that had never been with another man before him. Early on into the marriage, he noticed that his wife was not as sexually explorative as he he was, but he ignored it. Eventually, he brought it to her attention when he could no longer take it would change for a while, but ultimately it would always fall back into its regular routine. Because he was tired of this, his words, not mine, he began an affair with a woman who was also married and he has not and he has now been involved with her for over 15 years. He refuses to leave her alone because she lets him do anything to her and is sexually open, which is what he desires out of his wife. Now, this is not the only woman he has cheated on his wife with, and he has even been caught in the past. His wife now barely has sex with him, but honestly, I don't blame her. The idea of my husband having sex with other people regularly behind my back wouldn't make me eager to jump his bones either. So, of course, he isn't getting it at home. So he's getting it from the woman, the women, the woman who's down for anything aside from being faith, aside from being faithful to her own husband. Recently, he expressed how he wants to be a good man to his wife and work on his marriage, but he doesn't know how to get his wife on the same page sexually or how to even want her how to even make her want to have sex with him because of his past mistakes. What do you think he should do to prove his fidelity and that he is trying to make the marriage work? Also, what can he do to make his wife desire him again? Thanks, a concerned friend. Fuck. That's... As a content producer, it's emails like this that I fist pump because I'm like, this we go, we, This is good for the listeners. This is good for us to talk our shit on. But it makes me sad as a person because it's like, this, this reminds me of the other situation we had with uh, who's now a friend of the podcast when he had his situation <laughs> going on. Um, yes. But, wow. Um, this is a bunch of fuckery. I mean, at the end of the day, the fact that you're coming here instead of him, it's, it's not going to really change anything. Uh, clearly, he's... If he's comfortable enough to tell you these transgressions this way, I highly doubt he's going to stop it anytime soon. Um, even if he says that he, first of all, if you if you can only be faithful to the person that you're married to because of 
if they do what you want them to do sexually, there's a fucking bigger problem there. Um, his wife may just not be a sexual being. Everyone isn't. Like, as much as we talk about sex here in this podcast, there are some people who just, no matter how hard they try, aren't going to get to a certain point. Um, they're just not comfortable. Whatever. Right? I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But you, you, what we've said here before, you kind of have to meet someone where they are. He's not willing to do that. If that's something that's going to keep him from being happy in his marriage, he owes it then to her again to communicate and be honest with some of his desires that aren't being met and see what happens. This whole situation, this is a big fucking mess. It's not going to get uncluttered anytime soon. He's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My thing is, like for me, when I started the beginning of their relationship, you were her first, not just her first. You were her only and if you knew, like, she's not going to fucking wake up magically one bumbleclat dear and know how to suck your dick. She's not going to wake up magically one day and now know how to ride and bounce upon your cocky. She's not going to wake up magically one day and know that, you know, she should get toys and, and, and try and explore and use more spit and talk dirty and all them things. There. Because guess what? She was a virgin. And you were her only. So you as a man who had experience, you had a fucking obligation to your wife, to your bride, to your, your, to her, your woman, to teach her. How dare you? How And you waited a year before saying anything to her. And even then she tried and you didn't even work with her while she was trying. You're a piece of shit. You're a dutty crosses man and you're a piece of shit. Because you know what? Your obligation was to her, to guide her, to teach her, to love her, to show her, and to, to tell her what it was that you needed and help her get to that point. No, but inside you decided to take the cheap and dutty way out to go fuck the next woman who in fact you were fucking for 15 years out of 20 15 out of 20. And it's not even like you went to her just willfully to tell her, oh, well, I'm having an affair. You also got caught, not just with this woman, but other women. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. I can't say it enough. You're a piece of shit. You have deeper issues that you need to work on before you even think about, well, how am I going to get my wife to desire me? Outside of the sex thing, you have a problem. You have a problem. You have a problem that you need counseling for. Something is wrong with you. Because the fact that you can't even, you couldn't even try enough to say, okay, let me just stay away from this woman and let me actually work on my relationship with my wife. Let me actually keep the promises that I made to her. Let me actually stand behind the sorry that I said to her. Let me actually do the things that a husband is supposed to do for his wife, especially considering you're the only man she's ever laid down with. You know what I mean? Sorry, and then part of the, the conversation, the person messaged me after to say that they have children. And at this point now, he knows that the wife is only staying with them because they have kids. That's exactly what you deserve because you brought the situation on yourself. You know, how would you expect her to desire you when you've lied to her? You've cheated on her. Who even knows if you've came home and given her something like all this sort of thing, while she's sitting down waiting for you to love her? That's the bullshit and fuckery that you're doing. And you want her to do what exactly? Honestly, if I was your wife, I tell you to fuck yourself or go fuck, continue to fuck the woman that you're fucking. I, I wouldn't even like you need to work on your own issues because something is wrong within you. Something is wrong within you. This isn't an issue about your wife. This is an issue about you. You have a problem. Sorry, I'm mad. <laughs> well, I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah, it's it's it. Hey, he's gonna be. I guarantee he's gonna be one of those people who down the road is gonna be um like it's gonna be like two or three years after they split or whatever, and he's gonna be like, I fucked up. 
CJ, if he hasn't realized in 15 blood clot years, them fuck up, him not gonna realize that. But he still had her. Like, some some people honestly won't realize it until they're gone and and he sees her happy with someone else. Like, oh, shit. And the thing is, too, is that, and I completely forgot that when I was going on my rant, you were her first. So basically, you're penalizing her because you're a terrible teacher. Thank you. Thank you. And then your only concern is what can I do to make her desire me? How about what can I do to build back trust with my wife? What can I do to show my wife that I love her and she's the only one that I want to be with? What can I do to help my wife feel sexy and loved and wanted and desired? You're worrying about how you can make her desire you? Are you fucking crazy? You're starting at the wrong place. You're starting at the end of the snake instead of at the head of the snake. You're never going to succeed that way. Your focus should be making her happy and learning to, to and learning and understanding what fidelity actually means. Instead of saying, oh, well, I'm weak. I and again, it's all saying people, oh, well, this, this is just how I am. No, it's not a fucking pass. You're grown. It's not a fucking pass. Your focus and your concern, if you really want to figure out how to make your wife stay in that relationship and desire you, is stop focusing on your fucking self and focus on your wife. Focus on her happiness. Focus on what's going to make her feel more. Because could you imagine every day how shitty she feels knowing that she can't please you? Knowing that there's nothing that she could do to make you stay and want to make love to her. Now you feel bad. So you want to stay and make love to her? Fuck you. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Well. Sorry. In, in 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 a civilized way, your focus needs to not be you right now. If you really are concerned about her, focus on her. Put some time and effort and energy into her. Focus on making her happy. Focus on and on feeling what she feels and 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 you know helping her go through that because you've you you've allowed her to suffer by herself for fifteen fucking years. Fifteen years. That's a teenager. That is a teenage lifetime. CJ, come, 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 please. Well, it's time to go. This was the last topic for Love, Lust, and Badass So before AJ blows a gasket. We should have started the show off with this one because I would love to take this fire throughout the whole show. But <laughs> that's been it. <laughs> um, just to calm everything down before we tell our goodbyes, as everyone knows, uh, Cool and Deadly, un- Unadulterated Fuckery 3.0, going down the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., May 4th. Get your tickets. A lot of you guys have already gotten your tickets. Honestly, in the two weeks that they've been live, not even quite two weeks yet, these tickets have blown the entire fuck up. We thank you guys for the support. We thank you for (laughs) sharing it with your friends, people who are finding the podcast, as I said at the beginning of the show, who are finding it now because they heard about the live show. That's an amazing feeling. Me and AJ are working hard. We're going to deliver a great show. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't wait for this show. AJ, go yeah, ahead and tell the people where they can find and it. And nervousness, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, we also wanna send a, a special thank you and shout out to our sponsors, Erotic Boudoir and Vodkila, Vodkila, Tequila, Vodkila, and also to our host who is graciously hosting, um, Tanisha Brianna, who is the author of Naked. You can find her on Instagram at Queen underscore poison. Um, you can find Vodkila at Vodkila on Instagram and Erotic Boudoir is always um, the same under, uh, at Erotic underscore Boudoir. Um, yeah, so if you haven't gotten your tickets, we still have a few left. Definitely need to get them. Um, we will consider having standing room only once we've sold out, but you know, we'd have to have some really special reasons. And we may have a special surprise. There may be a raffle happening, but we're still working out the details of that and we'll uh, we'll let you know about that as time goes on. Maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll be fun and excitement. But um, 
You can find us on our social media platforms at lovelustmbas on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Anchor. Um, you can email us at lovelustmbas at yahoo.com, all one word. <sighs> we have a phone number, which regrettably CJ is going to give out, but I'm going to say again to the listeners who call to talk to me, you're never going to get me. It's our business line. I don't live there. I don't live at that number. It's not my personal number. Stop calling for personal reasons. I, I get that you feel excited and enticed and whatever else it is that you feel, but don't call because you're just going to get CJ and CJ laughs. You don't want CJ laughing at you because then me and him have to have a discussion and we may chat about you and you don't want that either. It's not a nice <laughs> thing. But CJ will give you the phone number. Um, you can find me personally on my Instagram at badass underscore Jones underscore. And you can also find me on Twitter at that Jones kid, AJ one. And that number is 614-547-2039. That's 614-547-2039. You can text it. You can call it to leave a voicemail for the podcast but you can also <laughs> follow me um at ceo hayes is at ceo h-a-i-z-e you also want to make sure you go to the breaksmedianetwork.com where aj has her wonderful blogs you can also find the other podcast on the breaks media that's it this has been loveless and badass so the number one adult podcast period hey. point blank hey. we are out hey.